Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. Jesus once told Satan that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us to learn about the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our pastor is Mr. Jeremy Visser from Brooks, Georgia. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or simply write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. If you desire, you can also follow us on YouTube and Twitter. We would like to hear from you, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that His will will continue to reign upon us all. Once again, welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry, and here is Pastor Visser with our next Bible study. Hello again, friends and listeners, and thank you for joining me for our look at Yahshua's parable of the rich fool. And I promise if you stay with me this particular Wednesday evening, you will find much guidance from this particular parable because it really centers around the two aspects that can draw men and women aside or draw us aside from fully serving Yahshua Messiah. And of course, those two behaviors are hypocrisy and greed. But before we actually get into dissecting this parable by Yahshua pertaining to the rich fool, I want to read it in its entirety as it is found in the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 12. Beginning in verse 16, Luke says, And he, Yahshua, gave an illustration. That's a polite way of saying a parable. And it is this. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. In fact, his barns were full to overflowing. So he said, I know, I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store everything. And I'll sit back and say to myself, My friend, You have enough stored away for years to come. Now, take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God, or Yahweh, said unto him, You fool, you will die this very night. Then, who will get it all? And that, in a nutshell, is Yahshua's parable of the rich fool. And he ends his parable by asking... Who will obtain all of those material possessions that the natural man accumulates while he lives? So Yahshua, after he gives this parable, says, Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship towards God. Now you would think, based on that and that alone, that one parable by Yahshua, teaching on the difference between a relationship with Yahweh God and a relationship with the earth. And he says, only a fool will accumulate material items that will ultimately be passed on to another. And a majority of these men and women who are considered to be fools by Yahshua Messiah do so in their quest of accumulation, never question why it is or who it will be that will obtain everything that they worked for. 
The idea behind this is, if we are rich towards Yahweh God, then we will strive to obtain His kingdom on earth, or at least in a personal relationship between us and our Heavenly Father, but not so with the natural man. Because the natural man seeks material items, worthless possessions that will not gain him entrance into the kingdom, he is subject to this ideal. Oh, I'm okay. I'm taken care of. I have plenty of food within my pantry. I have much grain within my silo. Meaning that in the process of their quest for material items, they forget that it is Yahweh God who gives them all things. Therefore, we are truly broken down into two classes of people. There are the faithful and those who have a God consciousness who desire to serve Yahweh God. And there are those natural brute beasts that know nothing but the natural world. They cannot understand the supernatural. And so, it is. And in reference to this particular parable, Yahshua gave it against two specific behaviors. One being immaterial, and the other being material. Of course, the immaterial is hypocrisy, and hypocrisy can get you through false religion, through pride, through ego, through vanity. And then the material, as opposed to the immaterial, is pure, unadulterated greed. And so, in times past, you have heard me preach on the false prophet from Jude and from the second chapter of Second Peter. And you will see that seemingly, time and time again, when dealing with the false prophet, who encompasses both the immaterial and the material realm, they do so because they are driven by a desire of filthy lucre, or desire to make merchandise of men and women. So let me set the stage. Yahshua gives this parable to the masses, and at this stage in his career, it was becoming more and more volatile. And by that I mean when Yahshua first started teaching, there were men and women that would walk alongside him, that would believe in what he was saying. But by this time, most of the Israelites, and most assuredly the Pharisees, and the multitude were seeking Yahshua's blood. Therefore, in order to truly understand Yahshua's parable of the rich fool, we need to dissect this. And I'm going to use the King James Version for that. We must turn to the beginning of chapter 12. And we read, In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod upon one another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, Beware ye the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Number one, the immaterial realm. The first thing Yahshua does here in chapter 12 is warn the faithful of the leaven of the Pharisees, the immaterial trap that can draw those that believe in Yahshua or profess to be some type of faithful. Correct? Therefore, he says, beware the leaven of the Pharisees and explains what that leaven is. It is hypocrisy. And the reason hypocrisy is attributed to leaven is because hypocrisy grows. And my, how true this is, because I've seen men and women come into this movement and believe, hey, I'm called of Yahweh God. And before you know it, within a few years, they're a prophet, they're a saint. 
They're on Eurofolk Radio giving eight-part biographies. Because after all, they're the celebrity, and somewhere within it all, Yahshua gets obscured. Does he not? Therefore, Yahshua begins, before even giving this parable, by saying, To a multitude, an innumerable amount. This isn't just 20 or 30 people by the seaside. This is not Yahshua's disciples in secret. This is a multitude of Israelite men, women, and children. And when he began to even teach, as he started and as he began. First point, beware of the immaterial. Hypocrisy. Why? Because that will mislead you. And Christ continues in verse 2. Here in St. Luke chapter 12, he says, For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the ear and closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. So, Yahshua is saying that there is nothing you will do as you live that will not come to light. As you live and also in judgment. Notice he says there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. That doesn't mean in judgment. That means as you live. So bear with me and understand this analogy. Those who cling to the material, those who are greedy, those who seek tangible assets as opposed to a relationship with Yahweh God, tie in perfectly here. They think nothing will be revealed. But yet all their deeds come to light. And this is most assuredly true within my life. And perhaps yours as well, because men and women who strive to keep up with the Joneses have to have the best car, the best boat, the most money. It's all a facade anyway. Most of these men and women live on credit, usury. They're indebted to the Jew, and they're not rich towards God, because God has chosen the lowly, the meek, and the poor of the earth. Do you not understand the difference? This is important because your Judeo-Christian false prophet will come in and tell you, hey, if you accept Yahshua, your life is going to be a bed of roses. You'll be prosperous. You'll have lots of money. But this teaching, dear kinsfolk, centers more around greed and hypocrisy. Or we could just say, the natural man and the unnatural spiritual man. Yahshua says, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in light. That doesn't mean what you do. That means what you speak, what you think. So, bear with me and understand this analogy. You just saying it does not mean anything to a God who will judge you according to your works. For example, saying you will help a ministry or help a particular person does not disannul you from the reality that you are now obligated to help him. But many men and women think, hey, you know what, I'm just going to say it. And God will judge me according to my good intention. As if God doesn't know they had no intentions on helping in the first place. So point one for this Wednesday evening is just because you say it, it does not make it reality. Yeshua will judge a tree according to his fruits. It does not matter what your intentions are. If you are to help, you will help. But the greedy man will not help. And if he does help, it is so he can gain and profit on another person's misfortune. Therefore, here in Luke chapter 12, beginning in verse 4, Yahshua gives his warning against fearing men. For example, he says, I say unto you, do not be afraid of them that kill the body, but fear him 
which after he hath killed, hath the power to cast you and your soul into hell. So, you should be able to see that the context is taking shape. We are not to fear man, because if we fear man, man controls us. And thus it stands for the rich. Rich within the ways of the world, or rich within finances, but not rich towards God, as Yahshua explains. They believe that if they go to work and they step on people's backs, well, it's for the greater good, but Yahshua will judge them. And moreover, nothing wrong with having a job, but what do you do with the excess from that job? You understand the analogy? Because it comes down to a man's priorities. And that, if you will, is this parable of the rich fool. Notice that the rich fool's priority was not feeding the hungry or clothing the naked, or even aspiring to get God's law established on earth. But rather, his priority was, well, I have plenty. Now, I can relax. Now I can take vacation. And Yahshua says, you stupid fool. Tonight your soul is required of you. What's the point? The point is, is that we, if we walk around expecting Yahshua to require our soul and to judge us at any given moment, we will not be like this rich fool. Now, I want to point out that this parable does not say the age of this rich fool. But I have noticed that the ungodly, as they get older, they wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And not only that, they believe their money can buy people. Therefore, their help, if it is even given, is given under a guise of buying those that they deem are lesser than them. Not what Yahshua taught. Yahshua taught us to esteem every man better than ourselves. Yahshua taught us that if we are given a good job and we have excess, that we were given that job of Yahweh God to help those less fortunate than us. Correct? But this is not what the rich fool will do. Or he who clings to the material world. And it is also not what the Pharisees will do who cling to the immaterial very important because the Pharisees professed to be some type of faithful. They literally deluded themselves into believing that they were rich towards God. But yet Joshua says you're not. You don't even know him. Why? The leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Beware of hypocrisy. Why? A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So, Yahshua explains the unpardonable sin. He foretells an opposition to the gospel. And my, when Yahshua was giving this parable in Luke chapter 12, there was much opposition. And as a result, Yahshua has to step up his parables and his rebuke. He even gives a warning against covetousness. And that, my friends, is where this parable of the rich fool by Yahshua truly begins. And so, in order to understand this parable... Begin in Luke chapter 12, verse 13. It's a brand new manuscript, and it reads as such. One of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. And he, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? A question. And... 
Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. My, how totally opposite of what the world will come in and espouse. We believe as men and women that he who dies with the most toys wins. And boy, I speak from experience because most of my siblings are locked within this pursuit of making money. And then they live on usury. They live on credit. And unbeknownst to them, 40, 50 years later, well, they have nothing to show for. Because they do not understand this very simple concept that Yeshua is teaching right here. Pay close attention. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. But yet down here, and especially through the media, we are taught that those who make lots of money must be blessed, right? They must be doing something, right? But yet Yahshua is saying that a man's life doesn't consist in all of those things. Me or you, brother. Understand that? My life consists of my works, not what I accumulate, the material gains that I possess. No more than it consists of the hypocrisy which is the leaven of the Pharisees. So there are two traps that men and women can fall into, depending on whether they're godless or profess to believe in God. One is hypocrisy, the leaven of the Pharisees, and that will deceive you. Number two is pure, unadulterated greed. And greed, dear kinsfolk, is one of those sins that will keep you out of the kingdom. You already know the love of money is the root of all evil. You've been taught this since birth, have you not? Therefore, a man whose sole desire in life is the accumulation of riches and doesn't mind stepping on other people to accumulate that money will be the same exact man or woman who is engaging in the root of all evil. Notice Yahshua does not say that money is evil. Money can be used for good, but the love of money or greed, the desire for money will cause you to make money and not be rich towards God. This is a very simple analogy and an allegory spoken by Yahshua. So simple that this man, out of this innumerable multitude, rises up out of the multitude, speaking out to Yahshua and says, Tell my brother to divide my father's inheritance with me. No shame whatsoever. No embarrassment in what he asks of Yahshua. Yahshua was not the arbitrator here. Therefore he asks and says, Man, who made me a judge or a divider, an arbitrator over you? Why would you ask me to divide your assets? So, the point is, is this man, in order to stand up and say, Tell my brother to divide my inheritance with me, had no desire whatsoever to know about all the things that came before that Yahshua spoke. He did not care about hypocrisy coming from the Pharisees. He did not care about fearing man or allowing men through finances to hold us in bonds. He did not care about the unpardonable sin. Did not care about the opposition to the gospel. Rather, he was one who opposed the gospels. So, as a result, he blurts straightforwardly out, Tell my brother, Yahshua, as if this was Yahshua's responsibility. But Yahshua was not an arbitrator between this man and his brother and the inheritance that was forthcoming. Therefore, Yahshua understood 
he was dealing with one of those two classes. One, either a hypocrite who believed in the immaterial and could not see and professed himself to be some type of faithful. Or, number two, which is most likely, a man who is greedy. So greedy that he will blurt out why Yahshua Messiah is teaching and say, tell my brother, more or less command him, to divide the inheritance between me and him. Pure, unadulterated greed. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church so that when He returns, He will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply His words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. Pure, unadulterated greed. Therefore, Yahshua gives this parable in reference to that brother. And not only that, says, So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Point one, if we were rich towards God, we would not care about money and finances over God. That is not to say that we should not concern ourselves with those things. Because we are to be in the world, but not of the world. The difference between this rich fool and you and I is that he was a rich fool. We are meek and humble and called of Yahweh God. God has chosen the meek of the earth, correct? Not the rich. This man in this parable was so rich, he said, you know what? I'm taken care of. I have food. I have all of these material gains in abundance. Therefore, I... So much I within this and so much hubris that his actual response is, he says in verse 19, I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. Keyword ease. Yeshua teaches here about the unpardonable sin and more specifically the warning against men. The men that will fall under these two classes, hypocrisy or greed. Those are the ones that we are to be forewarned about. Right? That is the teaching that comes before this parable. Therefore, this man blurts out, says, help me divide my lot in life. Yahshua says, I am not your divider. However, he does give this parable for the benefit of you and I. He attributes the rich fool at the very end of his parable in verse 21, to one who does not lay up treasure towards God. Remember, Yahshua would say, store for yourself up treasure in heaven where moth 
and doth does not come in and corrupt. But the way of man is to store up treasure for himself down here on earth. And literally delude himself into believing that if he has plenty of money, he has power. But yet he has no power outside of the power that Yahshua gives him. So, in this parable, the rich fool, was he rich anyway? This fool? Absolutely not, because he was not rich towards God. Indeed, he owned many material things. In fact, he had storehouses. He had silos. And then, as opposed to being a slave to the kingdom or walking around as if his soul would be required of him at any moment, which, by the way, would lead him to good acts, he says, you know what? Now I can take ease. Understand this analogy because I have known men and women in their 70s who are now at a point in their life trying to accumulate so much and oppress other people. And yet they don't even realize it's for their life. A year from now, everything they have is going to be divided within an estate sale. Tying perfectly into this parable. Then, who will own all of those things you accumulate? If you're rich towards God and you work towards the kingdom, no one can come in and take your treasure, your goods. But if you are rich towards the ways of the world, if you're rich in the ways of greed... If you're rich in the ways of material gain and or greed, you will lose each and everything because the moral of this parable of the rich fool is so simple. And it is this. You cannot take it with you. So what on earth are you doing accumulating it? And let me interject, especially later in life. Maybe when you're a fool, through the programming, through the media. You can believe when you're 20 or 30, hey, you know what? i got to work hard and get through life. But when you're 70 and have grandchildren, you should already know that everything and what little amount of time you have left should be poured into your children and your grandchildren. Even the prodigal son knew this. And so is the story of my life. While the whole world stands in opposition to me, isn't it ironic that God blesses me through His flock? That's you. Faithful listener, being rich towards God, that's one part of it. No man or woman would ever send a tithe if they were like this rich fool. Rather, they would spend it on themselves and then say, now I can take ease. So, if Yeshua comes at a moment when no man suspects, what do you think happens to this rich fool? The moment the fear of Yahweh God leaves his eyes. And so, as we dissect this, remember it. Yahshua gives it in reference to this fool. And in verse 20 we learn, God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then Yahweh asks, at that point, when your soul is required of you, when you leave this earth, and you're able to do no more works, whether they are material or immaterial, or even righteous, who will own those things you have provided? Now, naturally, a righteous man will do everything he can do to provide for his kingdom and for his children. But the greedy man is not able to do that. And perhaps you know this from life. Maybe even many of your own family members have come in and they're really striving for you to fail because they believe that they are in a good position. But he who is first, at least down here in the world, shall be last. 
Yahshua does not say, might be last. Therefore, Yahshua does not come in and condemn the rich. But in the New Testament, we find that the rich have a higher propensity of foolishness because of their riches. They're not able to give away and make that final sacrifice to obtain the kingdom. Because the worries of the world or the cares of the world drag them back. And so it stands. Yeshua will give this parable of the rich fool. He will say at the end, So is he, any man, woman, or child, a fool that lays up treasure for himself. Money, material gains down here. Knowing that he will die. Knowing that his life is just a blink in the eyes of Yahweh God. And then goes into the laws of worry and anxiety. After this parable, pay close attention, verse 22, here in Luke chapter 12. Yahshua said unto his disciples, Therefore, or because of this, because of this parable, or the rich fool, who is my illustration or analogy within it, Yahshua says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. Because the life is more than meat, and the body more than raiment. Why is that important? Because the rich fools don't understand that. They think that the whole purpose of life is so that they can have the best clothes, and so they can eat, drink, and be merry just like this rich fool, right? But Yeshua says life is more than meat. It's more than going out to the finest restaurants while your neighbor is hungry. It's more than keeping up with the Joneses and making sure you have a better boat than they do. What really matters is the spiritual condition of each and every one of us. And not only that, the priorities that we have. So if we have our priorities correct, we will strive to be rich towards God. Thus, Yahshua has to warn of these two elements. Hypocrisy, the leaven of the Pharisees, that is immaterial. That is something that can affect you and I and keep us within deception or false religion. Number two is pure greed. And that was found within his parables. Those that strive to do all things so they can profit in the material realm, not in the spiritual realm. Therefore, these particular sad sacks are never rich towards Yahweh God, nor can they ever be. And so this parable of the rich fool, for the most part, appears only within our canonized Bibles here in Luke chapter 12. And we already covered that. But it also appears in the 63rd statement of Thomas. And I'm going to read that and cover that very briefly, because it's quite short. If you have a gospel according to Thomas, feel free to read right alongside with me. And if you do not, this unlike many others, is actually one of those apocryphal books that I suggest you get. The non-canonized gospel according to Thomas. Why? Because in this year alone, I have put out at least eight sermons from Thomas because these parables, as spoken by Yahshua, appear within Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or any combination thereof, but almost all of them appear in the gospel according to Thomas. So if you have one, turn to the 63rd statement and we can read. Jesus said, Once there was a rich man who had lots of money. And he said, I will invest my money 
so that I can sow, reap, plant, and fill up my silos with crops so that I won't lack anything. So he thought. But that night he died. He who has ears, let him hear. Very simple, and in my estimation, probably a better rendering of the parable of the rich fool than we find in Luke. Because it's left open to your interpretation. You're supposed to walk away after reading this 63rd statement of Yahshua by Thomas by saying, huh, what a fool. Pay close attention. There was a rich man. He had lots of money. He already had that money, meaning he lacked nothing. So he was at the end of his journey, the end of his life. At the realization when even the most godless of men and women realize, you know what, I can't take it with me. He didn't understand that. He said, I will invest my money so that I can sow, reap, plant, and fill up my silos with crops so that I won't lack anything. Don't you understand already? This is the wrong mindset. There is no you within the body of Christ no more than there is I within the body of Christ. So what are these idiots doing giving biographies on self? The rich Fools, just like this, they do not realize that if their life was required of them at this very moment, they would be found lacking. This rich fool was found lacking because he says, I'll invest my money. Was it his money? I'll invest so that I can sow, reap, and plant. But yet, was he behind that? Yahweh God was. He'll fill up my silos with crops. But yet, he's not thankful towards God, towards the increase to the harvest. He's only thankful towards himself. And he says, I won't lack anything. When the golden rule is to make sure your neighbor lacks in nothing and that you do good to others. Moreover, you do good to your enemies that persecute you. But albeit, that's a study for another day. And then Thomas says, so he thought. That was his thought. It was wrong. It was erroneous. He believed, hey, I'm going to accumulate all this and it's for the greater good, but there was no good involved. It was pure, unadulterated greed, at least in this parable. This illustration. So, he thought. But that night he died. Period. End. That's it. That night he died. You should walk away from the 63rd statement in Thomas's Gospel knowing that man was a fool. You don't need Yahshua to tell you that. So what is life? Life is a fleeting moment and a glimpse. And each and every one of us who are getting older <laughs> as the decades roll by know that. The time we have left is so short. What are you going to do with that time? Are you going to be like this idiot and say, you know what, I'm going to accumulate more and more and more and more. Are you going to do good and do that for others? Because I assure you, if you do it for others, it's a greater act in the eyes of Yahweh. If you do it for self, you're a greedy bastard who will not enter into the kingdom. And it does not matter if it is done under the guise of hypocrisy. Understand this analogy, the rich fool, even though this parable does not come forth and say this, usually, and I'm speaking from experience, the rich fool will say, hey, I had this intention of doing, or I'm going to say I'm going to. Yeshua will only judge you according to your fruits. The fruits of the rich fool was that he was greedy. He did not desire anything but for himself. Notice he doesn't even desire to leave anything for his children, his progeny, or his great-great-grandchildren. It's all I, I, me, me. My money, my silo. I can sow, I can reap. Where is God in this equation, I ask? Because the reality of it is, is Yahshua has to rebuke by saying the rich fool was not 
rich towards God. Therefore, if he was not rich towards God, he was not rich at all. You can take the rich part off his name. Correct? Yahshua said it. He's not rich at all. Not rich towards God. Therefore, what's left? He wasn't a rich fool. He was just a normal, earthly, secular, worldly fool. Like 95% of the men and women you will most likely meet throughout life. They're fools who are literally deceived into thinking that somehow or another they need to work towards improving their life. But Yeshua says, Whoso seeketh to save his life shall lose it. Tying right in to the 63rd statement of Thomas and also the 12th chapter of Luke. This rich man did everything he did because his desire was to improve his life. To save his life. And in the process, he lost it. Because that thought, that conscious ideal that Yahweh God may require our souls of us was not ingrained within his psyche. He could only see I, I, me, me, like the Pharisees and the majority of the multitude at the beginning of Luke chapter 12, verse 1, who were growing more and more tired of Yahshua's rebukes. So that also has much importance. As we tell this truth, we will be respected or we will astonish many other people. But after a while, the world does not want to hear this truth anymore. They will close up their ears because they want to do what they feel within their heart. In the case of the Pharisee, they wanted and desired to continue in their hypocrisy. And Christ says it's leaven. It will affect anyone who listens to those Pharisees. In the case of this allegory of the rich fool, he wanted to continue on in material gains and could not, by default, be rich towards God because we've already covered it. Yahshua says to those goats and those sheep, inasmuch as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, or inasmuch as you've done it not to the least of these, my brethren. That's what matters in judgment. God is not going to sit there and say, hey, you know what? You were smart. Yeah, you, you put all your faith and all your money into your silo, into your 401k, into your retirement. As it stands, the moral of this parable is let's strive, especially this year, to be rich towards God. Not rich in the ways of the world, not rich in hypocrisy or rich in greed, but rich towards God. And the only way to do that is to be opposite of the rich fool. To store up treasures for ourselves within the kingdom. Two, do as Yeshua taught us when we pray, to establish God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. If we do not do those, we cannot be surprised when Yahshua says, You're a fool. Your soul is required of you this very instant. Much importance within that. Because the moment we start believing that we are not accountable for the decisions we make is the moment we believe our soul will not be required of us. Therefore, walk around with the belief that your soul can be required of you at any moment, and that will lead you to good works. That will lead you to not store up food for yourself within a silo, but to feed those that are hungry. To not stockpile money within a saving so you can have a nice suit, but to clothe those that are naked. And so it stands. 
you and I should strive to be rich towards God and not rich in the ways of the world. Because the love of money truly is the root of all evil. And that quest for having more and more money will never be satiated. Yahweh taught that we can be satiated within God. We can rest within Him, our perfect comfort. But finances, money, stockpiling and or hoarding will never give you the comfort of Yahweh God. And in judgment, when your soul is required of you, those material gains and or hypocrisy, in short, leaven and greed, will keep you out of the kingdom. Very important. Be meek and do what you can to help other ministries, to help your brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for joining me this particular Wednesday evening. I look forward to bringing you another look at Yahshua's parables this coming Sunday, 10 a.m., most likely live on the Talk Shoe Radio Network. I hope that this sermon has edified you and yours. And so, until next time, from Brooks, Georgia, and the Covenant People's Church, this is Pastor Visser wishing you and your entire family great studies, war for Christ. Amen. Ministry. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.com, and share your Christian testimonies or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible Studies and enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website or write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. We thank you for your prayers and offerings and pray that all of you have been touched by these messages and continue to spread the word of the gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen.